Welcome back to the Blur channel, everybody. Today, we are talking about Guardians of the Galaxy 3 review. I just saw it in theaters the other night. And so before I get into the review, um, I'm going to start off by trying to keep it spoiler free for a little bit. And then after a little bit, I'm going to go into spoilers. So for right now, there are no spoilers. Unless you don't want to know what I thought of the movie and you consider that a spoiler, then go ahead and exit now. But for right now, there will not be any spoilers. Overall, I say... I only have two words to describe it, disappointing and disturbing. And that might sound harsh and probably a lot of people are going to disagree with me. But after watching the whole movie, I don't know why James Gunn couldn't capture the magic of the first one. I still think the first Guardians of the Galaxy movie is one of the best superhero movies ever made. I have it number two on my Marvel all-time movies list. And technically, if you consider No Way Home a collaboration between Sony and Marvel, Guardians of the Galaxy is number one. It was fantastic. And then to me, I think number two fell into the troop of Silly, where it I couldn't really take it seriously for most of the movie. And then we get into the third one now where I don't know if James Gunn was almost overcorrecting, but this movie, it didn't have any of the character of the first one. It feels like James Gunn is like running out of funny jokes and it was surprisingly dark and just very different, which I know a lot of people have been wanting for a darker Marvel movie because Quantumania they felt like was too light and She-Hulk is too light, but it's like, I don't know, it felt like an overcorrection. Honestly, it felt like James Gunn was trying to redo the Suicide Squad with Guardians of the Galaxy 3. And his version of the Suicide Squad, I thought it was better than the first one, but it wasn't great. And like, there's this narrative out there that like, yeah, James Gunn doesn't miss. And I'm like, I don't know, for me overall, he is one out of four based upon these movies that I've seen. And I know James Gunn has a background in horror. Me personally, I do not like horror movies. So maybe that's why I'm so averse to it. But like Guardians of the Galaxy, the first one was amazing and it had nothing to do with horror at all. It was just its own, it would breathe fresh life. I've almost created a scale. Like when it comes to any Marvel property, if they try to make it funnier than the first Guardians of the Galaxy movie, they are likely going to go overboard, go too far, and make the whole movie stupid. That's what happened with, I mean, that's what I think happened with Ragnarok, but people will disagree. But that's what happened with Love and Thunder. To me, that's what happened with the second Guardians. To me, that's what happened with Quantumania. That's what happened with She-Hulk. They went too far trying to make it too funny, and they failed, especially because some of the stuff wasn't very funny. So now it's really hard for me to get into the rest of Guardians of the Galaxy 3 review without going into spoilers. So from here, there will be spoilers. So if you're listening, now is the time to click off if you haven't seen it, because some serious spoilers are about to drop. Okay, so the first biggest surprise was that nobody died, which, I mean, it's, it's, it's fine, but we were kind of expecting that, like, you know, a death on the team would kind of shake up the whole team. So that was different. I think I'll just start with like my biggest complaint was just how dark and how brutal they were showing the animal abuse and animal cruelty. Like, I get James Gunn wants us to hate this villain and understand exactly what he was doing, but some of it was just downright freaky and creepy and just so weird. And it made me feel like I had accidentally walked into a horror movie rather than a Guardians of the Galaxy 3 movie. Like, I almost feel like it should have been rated R and they should have at least put a warning on it. Like, the the weird bunny with the spider legs in the mouth, like, it was horrifying, and it let us know, hey, you know, the high evolutionary is a bad dude, but that's not a reason to put something that horrifying in the movie, especially something, like, I would have taken my nine or ten-year-old to see Guardians of the Galaxy, maybe even my seven or eight-year-old, because the first one was so funny, so light, like, this one, I wouldn't take anyone under 13 to see it 
at all. It is that disturbing. And like when the high evolutionary calls out, he, he literally calls them hell spawns and like war pigs. It's like James Gunn is like combining like horror demons with animals. And it's like, he's trying to drive home a point that like, we, it's like, I get it. He's cruel to animals. We don't need to see it over and over again. I don't understand why he went so heavily into, I got to show all the different ways that they're being abused and how this is terrible. And all of the Hellspawn creations that the Guardians had to fight at one point were just normal animals. So now you just have them killing animals whose only crime was being captured by the high evolutionary. And then he turned them into the this sick robot and so now we have to blow them up and watch their guts go everywhere and that can necessarily not be someone's taste i could get that and like if this was blade understandable if this was i don't know, even electra i don't know i feel like i would have got it but just like if you show someone the first guardians and then this guardians they're not gonna think it was the same director not even a little bit they're not gonna think it was the same movie of the same vein this one is just so different and like this is probably one of the first marvel movies that i've seen that i will never likely see again like doctor strange and the multiverse of madness i didn't see it because you know don't really like demons and all that stuff and i was like that's very clear that that's what kind of movie this is but this one seemed like they were just trying to get back closer to the original and it was gonna have a sad element like the trailers didn't really seem like it was going to be this much of a ASPCA nightmare. It was just insane. I don't really feel like it was funnier than the second one. It feels like all of the jokes weren't really, like there were some funny ones, but then he just kept bringing in like the horrifying elements and it just didn't work. I mean, it's like the the romance between Peter and Gamora. I actually thought it was kind of cool how it how Peter's learning to let that go. I feel like that's character growth for him. I feel like they wanted to make her seem more intense than she actually was. Which, I mean, she's different than her version in Guardians 2, but she's not that far off from the version in 2014. So, I don't know. Yeah, I guess it kind of works. Experiences change everybody. Gamora's a ravager. You know, life changes. That's fine. I thought it was kind of interesting how they kept that romance, that they didn't find a way to repair that romance. It's just Peter has to let go. I kind of knew this going in, but Adam Warlock was obviously wasted. I honestly, like if I was doing Adam Warlock, I know the everyone didn't really want to redo a story. Like there's no way I would have introduced Adam Warlock at the end of Guardians 2 and not had him involved in Infinity War and Endgame in some way. I even did a whole video a long time ago about how I would have released Nova instead of Captain Marvel because it would have fit into the lore a lot better and we could have had Adam Warlock right in that storyline. But instead, the Adam Warlock that we get that we're not ever going to see again, and I feel like Will Poulter did a good job, but he's like, he's a funny guy. Like, he's a comedian. So I already kind of knew the kind of Adam Warlock we were going to get when you were casting him. And, you know, usually he's a guy that's like, in the comics, he's on top of everything, kind of a head of everybody. He's kind of a leader. And in this one, he was just a bumbling idiot. And again, it's like, James Gunn almost was like, well, I already have Jax as a bumbling idiot. Let me make him less idiotic. And I'll just transfer some of that over to Adam Warlock. So we'll have two idiots that can share the big dummy in the movie without it being overkill. And it's like, it still was overkill. Now you just had two idiots because i mean drax i think was portrayed better in this movie than he was in volume two especially with him being you know a dad and i think that's one of his number one qualities but overall the entire movie just fell flat for me like i said when it comes on disney plus i'm probably not gonna watch it again rating i'd probably give it like a 66 67 on rotten tomatoes which actually puts it at the bottom of my tier and part of that's personal preference i'm just like i feel I feel like he took all this nightmarish stuff and decided to kind of incorporate horror into this movie, which is something no one was expecting. And 
to me, that can make it bad. Like, I mean, and I haven't seen Multiverse of Madness all the way through, only some parts. And, like, from what I hear, like, this is almost more horror than that is. Just by the virtue of the way he, even the way he shot it, like, the camera angles were legitimately dark. And the stuff that he was shooting was, like, in dark, like, not, not very bright and colorful, not as much lighting. And even, and there were two scenes that, like, made me so angry when rocket was standing over the high evolutionary about to kill him first of all did not love seeing that face talking i guess that's his skin pulled back but watching gamora pull that back was another like throw up moment gross inducing moment and then rocket's like you know what i'm not gonna kill you because i'm one of the guardians of the galaxy and i'm like I hate when people do this in movies and they over change like the killing for revenge thing to try to make the hero still seem good because they don't kill. Like the only time it worked was in No Way Home because Peter Parker has legitimately never killed anybody and he's also still a teenager. So for him to kill someone would alter like every, he's still just a kid. And in that entire movie, it was about him. Don't make this your first kill. Don't kill anybody. Rocket has killed so many people. And I'm not talking about like, you know, like I guess Peter Parker killed some aliens in Endgame. But I'm talking Rocket has shot people dead, dead in the face. He shot them dead while they were fighting their way up to the high evolutionary. And it's like, so you're going to kill all of his cronies, but not kill him. And that's supposed to make me feel like this is a moral victory for you. It's like, I'm not necessarily criticizing the decision. I mean, but to try to turn it into like a moral victory, like I'm more upstanding because I killed his cronies and the animals that he abused i decided to kill them but i'm not gonna kill him is not a moral victory and that's how he was shaping it and it just i hate when movies do that i absolutely hate it and i think some marvel movies have done it worse than others and then the other scene at the very end where adam warlock is redeemed from saving peter this scene Again, I cannot get over how dumb it was. Peter went back. Like, it would have been different if Peter was saving a kid or something like that, and that almost got him killed, and then Adam Warlock saved him. But he was going back for the device, for the device with all the songs on it. And it's like, if it was the Walkman, that's different because that has sentimental value, right? That's came from his mom. You can't just replace that. And sure, this was a gift from somebody, but literally, Peter was on Earth during Endgame. He can get whatever device he wants. Going back to save that and risking his life and almost dying did not make any sense. When he risked his life and went back to go get the Walkman in the first Guardians, made sense. That was from his mother that reminded him of his mother. It's the only thing he had as a kid when he was abducted as a child. But he got this, you know, music player in the second Guardians. And it had a bunch of songs on it. Yeah, and it's nice and it's a gift. Okay, if it blows up, you know what I'm gonna do? I'm just gonna hyper jump to earth and i'm pretty sure i can afford a 30 dollars music player instead of dying dying to get it and it's not like he didn't know that he might die because he saw it on his face and he was like oh i guess i didn't make it and i'm like if this is how peter dies i'm literally gonna get up and walk out of the theater i almost got up and walked out of the theater a lot because it was just that disturbing but that was dumb and that's not really a redeeming moment for adam warlock because it's like you just saved peter from making a dumb mistake like their whole redemption arc from him was dumb he didn't really get to do anything like it would have been cool if he helped them defeat the high evolutionary and i was expecting the battle between them and the high evolutionary like it was cool but i was expecting it to be like a little more one-sided towards him seeing as adam warlock almost knocked him down and high evolutionary was supposed to be stronger than adam warlock so it would have made sense if warlock had to decide to help them in order to take him down that could have looked really cool and maybe been like the missing ingredient they needed but then Rocket just like saves himself and then they all take turns kicking his butt until he's got his skin peeled off. 
And like visually, it was a cool scene, but just extremely anticlimactic because we don't really see the high evolutionary fight many of the Guardians. And again, for all the people that Peter and Rocket killed in the movie, he's like, kill them all. Kill every single scientist. Kill every single person that helps the high evolutionary, but we're not going to shoot him in the face. And people might be like, oh yeah, they were just going to leave him to die. It's like, but you are painting that in the movie as a huge moral victory, and that's why you're highlighting it. So you can't just say like, well, they were going to leave him to die, so in a way they did kill him, because... Otherwise, why put it in there in the first place? You're painting it as a moral victory where we're supposed to be like, yeah, Rocket, you didn't kill him. Great job. And that doesn't work. It doesn't work. So I think it's really sad. Like the first Guardians of the Galaxy, again, I'll say it again, fantastic. One of the best superhero movies ever. The second one, silly. That's all I can really describe it as. Not really much to take seriously. Ego didn't really, I wasn't scared of Ego. The whole thing was just kind of felt like a silly mess. And this one, the only way I can describe it is disturbing and kind of disappointing. I don't really think Marvel has fallen into a rut. I feel like they keep ping-ponging between too dark and too light and too dark and too light. And they can't really find the same footing that they had in the beginning. And I think people want such like a wide variety of stuff from Marvel. And it's like, I think it's time to stop ignoring fans that want to see more horror, that want to see something new, that want to see something different, and just make movies like you did Iron Man. I still think Phase 4 has give us, given us some amazing movies. Spider-Man No Way Home, Shang-Chi, I still love, think it's an amazing movie, as well as Wakanda Forever just won two Oscars. And people saying stuff like, this is the best movie since Endgame, finally, to see a good Marvel movie. You just didn't see Wakanda Forever. I don't even know how to put it. You just didn't see it. Maybe I'll give you a pass because Shang-Chi and No Way Home were like two years ago almost, but you just didn't see Wakanda Forever because this is not better than Wakanda Forever by a long shot nor is it better than Shang-Chi or No Way Home. To me, it fell flat. Leave your thoughts in the comments below. Do you think that the new Guardians movie fell flat? Do you think that Marvel's kind of in a rut? Do you think James Gunn is going to be able to save the DC universe? Like I said, for me, he's one out of four. So unless he recaptures the Guardians magic with Superman, and I heard someone bring out an interesting point. I don't know if James Gunn brand of humor being over the whole DCU is going to work. I don't know. All I can say is, especially after this, I can't really say I'm going to be excited for the DCU. James Gunn has not been, like, blowing my mind. To me, like I said, he's made one movie that I will consistently rewatch all the time. And James Gunn, I feel like he kind of let me down with this one. And I had really high hopes for it, too. So let me know your thoughts in the comments. Make sure you give a like, a follow, and a subscribe. And until next time, Blurds.